0: Welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I'm your host, Joshua Tracy. And I'm Joshua Tracy. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm Corwin Heller. Oh, that's right, folks. We're back. Welcome to the Thursday edition of uh, Juicing the Numbers, your statistics in sports podcast, talking about the NFL today. We'll be going over uh, a little bit of the advanced stats pages from pro football reference. I want to talk a little bit today, Corwin, if I may. About the offensive line. Oh, um, and we will also be talking about our predictions. About four weeks ago, Corwin and I looked at the advanced stats pages to try to see if we could um, pinpoint teams who were overperforming or underperforming their production. We picked uh, two teams, one, two teams each, one team to uh, positively. Uh what was it? Positive regression and neg- and negative regression were the terms we chose, right?
1: Yeah, sounds about right. I don't remember who I chose. So I'm I have them written down. You have them written down. down.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Uh Do you want so to we send will be uh no I don't story? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make you sit there and, and struggle for a while.
1: Oh, um, we have such a good podcast. So so much love in this room.
0: Yeah, you know it, bitch.
1: We're in two different rooms.
0: Uh two different states. Two
1: different states of mind. You won.
0: All right, Billy Joel. I give up. I give up. Uh, so uh, where would you want to start? Do you want to start with our with our old predictions, or do you want to start with uh, the O-line?
1: Let's start with the O-line, because I'm interested about what you've got to say about uh, the trenches
0: So that's the thing. I don't know how much I have to say, but I wanted to try to find some kind of way to evaluate O-line. It's one of the things we talked about as being a really tricky group to um, really get a feel on. It feels like a very eye test kind of position, uh, especially positional group. It's not disruptive like a D-line is, and it's not... um, as production heavy as like the skill positions are. So it's like, how do we grade this? So I have a bunch of tabs there. Cause I ended up not being sure what I wanted to look at today. Uh, but the, uh, just looking at passing, um, I created a little, little stat guy over on the, uh, the, uh, column Y called O line. And all I did was add together different factors. That you would think you could use to judge the o line off of, gave them weights, you know, put them put them all together, didn't do anything overly complicated. So I took hurries, and I took them took them as is because I don't think hurries are overly really detrimental. Obviously, it's something to be avoided, but I don't think they're they're too bad, right? No, you're expected to be hurried at some point
1: it's it's pressure, but it's not necessarily uh, pass affecting pressure,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's something everyone's aware of, but it's not necessarily, yeah, like you said, put putting too much pressure on anybody. Uh then comes in hits. Hits I gave a little bit more weight to. I multiply that number by two. So um hits obviously worse. You know, now we're talking actual pressure. Uh that's you know, not what we're looking for out of the O line. So a little bit worse. After that, we get sacks. Obviously the worst thing the O line can let happen. So those get the biggest weight at uh they got multi- that that stack gets multiplied by five. And then finally we add in tackles for loss, um, which I gave zero weight to as it's a pretty common thing to happen. Obviously still negative, but common enough that weighting it feels like it's not accomplishing anything, you know? Yeah. Uh so re- really straight up, really really straight up. I did not do much to this. I just want to see very baseline putting this all together who has a good o line by this and who does not. So obviously the smaller your number is the better because all of these things um are negative and adding them together, you know, continues the trend of this being negative. So do you want to start looking at the smallest of these numbers? Uh, in theory, the, the best O-lines, or do you want to start looking at the lowest of these numbers?
1: Um, I'm going to say that I can't look at anything because um, I don't have any of these numbers in front of me. There is no column Y here.
0: Oh, I must have just added it now. Um, all right. Then I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to send it to you, but in the meantime, I'll decide <laughs> that, okay. we start, that we start with the uh, the the low numbers as i apparently had sent corwin an old copy of <laughs> yeah you're of like going document.
1: through this and i'm like oh, did i miss when he talked about where this is because i'm not finding any of this information in front
0: of me <laughs> <laughs> all right i i just sent it to you um cool. sorry pal it's okay so let's start with uh what what what, what we're going to call the best performing o-lines by these metrics um so with a one 130 which is less than half of what the worst o-line is looking like here it's the cincinnati Bengals, a team i wouldn't expect to be considered having a uh a stellar o-line here no um,
1: they definitely have one of the worst yeah the worst judging by this
0: uh well judging by this they have the best oh they
1: have the best
0: what yeah the- well so let's let's break down how that exactly came about they only have they have twenty eight hurries which just at a glance actually looks to be on the lower end you know we have the dolphins have allowed 43 um the bucks and the packers have each allowed 42 skins have allowed 39 Pangos 28 you know it's it's, it's not l- like super low the ravens have only allowed 21 but it's down there uh 15 hits again is like the low end of this um nine sacks is actually pretty good uh, especially yeah, looking at a few good. of these other teams, the Bears have allowed 23, the Cardinals have allowed 23, the Saints have allowed 24, Browns 25, nine nine's one of the only two single digit sacks allowed, so they're they're actually the second best team in sacks allowed. Uh, Falcons only team with fewer sacks and 27 tackles for loss. Yeah, they're actually on the the low end of all of these 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 stats. I'm quite surprised.
1: I very much am as well.
0: Yeah. Um, by
1: conventional measures just by, I don't know, going off of what I've heard from scouts and analysts in the NFL, the Bengals O-line is pretty awful. Um, I mean, if you look at PFF grades, they are just all around straight up bad. There's very little redeeming qualities to that. Um just what i've heard from you know draft prep what the bengal's are looking for they're looking for offensive linemen i mean they haven't been healthy this year this is extremely surprising and i'm very happy we have it in front of us like this yeah cuz it's definitely not boring and that's new for us
0: <laughs> um it's definitely interesting Uh, just, just out of curiosity, I was looking at the advanced rushing stats and yards before contact per attempt. Um, the smallest number we have here is 1.4 yards before contact per attempt, which means the defenders are getting to the running backs very quickly. And that number is held by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, how many, how many passing attempts do they have? Maybe there's just a volume thing happening here. 338. Yeah, that's n- not that's a not crazy small.
1: amount. That's actually also not
0: relatively high.
1: Largest to smallest. Yeah, that actually is extremely, extremely high.
0: Wow, I'm so confused. This is what the fuck. This is really weird. Maybe, maybe they're they're bad against the run, but they're good against um. Or like, 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 sorry. They're they're bad at run blocking, but they're good at pass blocking. Is that an option?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Man, this Can is just like all around. This is crazy rankings. Yeah,
0: because like, because they're not good. Like the Bengals, no, they're they're They're,
1: not. Oh, they're very bad. Because like the Jets and the Dolphins are pretty high on this list. Um
0: uh, yeah, the God, Jets at Broncos seven is fucking. Are there. The
1: Texans are there. And then we have teams like the Patriots, the Steelers. Um 49ers have been hurt, so I'll give them a pass there. Jaguars had a really good line last year. This is this is something. This is just like me not having anything to say because I'm still digging through this, trying to figure out what I'm looking at. And like, what possibly could have caused this?
0: Yeah, all right, let's just read out the 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 quote unquote five best teams and the quote unquote five worst teams, um, O lines based on again, what is just basic addition and multiplication. I maybe we can fuck with the weights a little bit, but this is odd because I don't like the fact that Jets are so high, having watched a lot of their games and knowing how pathetically bad obviously one of the other things is the o-line effects a lot more like if you um are constantly getting hit like the jets here have um 35 hits which how is that compared to everyone else Uh, um where are you jets oh it's actually pretty middle of the road 13th um okay Regardless, if you if your O line's letting up a lot of a lot of contact uh to the quarterback, or if they're not letting up the run game, like it does affect gameplay overall, game planning, but it is still weird to see some of these teams um looking just at, at cold numbers and nothing else performing relatively admirably. Um so the top five in terms of quote again, quote unquote best O lines is the Bengals, the Ravens, the Raiders, the Lions, and the Falcons. Um, Five teams that uh, are not four teams that are not great and the Ravens Um, and then the five worst O lines by these measures is the Steelers, the Giants, the Patriots, the Panthers and the Jaguars, the Jaguars at the bottom there um, being the worst. And here we have kind of a weird mishmash of teams. Uh, the Steelers are kind of in between right now. The Giants are bad. The Patriots are the Patriots. Uh, the Panthers don't know what they are, and I'm not sure the Jaguars do either. But again, these five teams are significantly better as as a unit than the five teams over here at the at the well performing O line section of this of this spreadsheet. So I'm confused.
1: All right, so I'm fucking around with all of the weights to see if that affects it.
0: I was thinking that too, but at the same time, like I didn't even weight it that crazy. you know. I only gave two of these metrics weights at all. yeah
1: like, you know, it really I, it it doesn't change it really in any way.
0: That's what i'm so like i've usually i usually do much more convoluted things and to get better looking results and and here it's um would you attribute bad throw percent to uh the o-line or is that too much of a stretch uh
1: can you say that again
0: would you would you throw bad throw percent into o-line performance or would that be too much of a stretch based on you know things like qb skill
1: um I think it's not enough uh to really group that in on its own.
0: Well, here, I uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it in there just to see how it affects the rankings. Uh give me a weight for it.
1: For bad throw percentage? Yeah. Um 0. 0.5 Well, so we, we cut it in we, half? we can't really we can't really do percentage because Nothing else is a rate stat. it's all just standard
0: oh, that's true. that's true. So do I just go with straight up bath rows? We can just leave that unweighted then.
1: yeah, it's fine.
0: all right uh just add that guy in and I'll spread it down and let's see how this changes sort of smallest to largest the top five is exactly the same um the Cowboys O line's now a little bit worse. the Jets is a little, or sorry, is a little bit better. The Jets is a little bit worse. Uh, Looking at the bottom of our list, it's, again, about the same five teams. The Steelers got a little bit better. The Chiefs got a little bit worse. Not a lot of movement here, which... Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of this.
1: I think, man, this is just like it really just comes down to sacks at this point you know
0: sacks i did give a a, a decently large weight to
1: i'm gonna I'm, buy that by five yeah i'm gonna decrease a lot of these just because i don't know that's kind of crazy just
0: because why not you know like it, like yeah. i yeah i'm gonna fuck around with it a little bit too just to see um, if we can change anything about this because it's just so much, all right. I just changed mine again, and I still have these five teams here because the the numbers we're pulling from are still going to be the same, You know, like the Cincinnati Bengals have still allowed the second fewest sacks in the NFL
1: mm-hmm.
0: and very few hits, relatively few hurries, even. What's confusing, I want to look at tackles for loss for just a second here. Um, I I added
1: that to It did not change a thing just because it's so standard across the league right now.
0: What's weird is uh, fewest tackles for losses is held by Miami at 23, and then the Bengals and the Packers are tied at 27. But what's strange about that is that the Bengals are also uh, doing the worst in the league In terms of yards before contact per attempt, like I said, 1.4 yards. So they're getting hit early, but they're not losing yards as a result of it, which feels really odd. Like they're doing a really good job at preventing tackles for loss, but they're not doing a good job at actually getting their runners to move forward untouched. And it feels like one of those two should be the opposite, right? Like if you're letting up a lot of contact on the runner early, There should be more tackles for loss because you're porous on the run. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not letting up a lot of tackles for loss, you'd expect their um, yards before contact to be a lot better, which it's by far, well, not by far, but uh, very far from the top of this list. If they doubled their production, they'd still only be tied with the Niners um, and still not close to the Baltimore Ravens here uh leading this category in 3.3 yards before contact.
1: See this is why I don't fuck with O-line stuff. Yeah. Cuz I just I don't get it.
0: it that's why I, I wanted to do something like we usually do leave this one to people who tell us how good O-lines are, but I I wanted to know and I have I have no more answers. I
1: I'm I'm lost and it's it's driving me nuts.
0: Yeah, I, need, I, I just wanna...
1: need to call up like uh, Jeff Schwartz on Twitter and just be like, "Yo, give me a, like a three-hour crash course. Here's like 200 bucks. Teach me, please."
0: All right. Without looking at the spreadsheet, can cool. you tell me what team has the fewest yards per scramble?
1: Yards per scramble. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so not who has the most scramble or has the fewest scramble yards, but the team that will attempt it, but just sucks so bad they're at the bottom of the list. Um, the I'll go with the Patriots. I
0: so that's de- not great. That depends, um, because the Patriots have zero scrambles this year at all. <laughs> <laughs> so technically you you'd be dividing by zero technically they don't qualify for this stat um yeah why i asked so the 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 fewest yards per scramble with a team with a non-zero number is is the panthers at 2.7 which is pretty There, it's worse than the jets and that's pretty hard um <laughs> but the patriots have like that's the thing that's confusing about the patriots o-line here because oh that's why all right, so the Patriots' O line showed up as bad because thirty two hurries, thirty seven hurries, like that's whatever, you know. Um, it seems middling, like like high middle of the pack kind of deal. Fourteen hits, which seems pretty low. Uh, zero scrambles, but thirty two sacks. Yikes! That's a that must be the that's got to be that's the, almost the most.
1: The ratio for sacks to hurries and hits is. Bad. That's really bad.
0: Yeah, they have the second most sacks in all of football right now behind the Panthers at 34. Um, and what's crazy is the Panthers have fewer hurries, only one more hit. Um Yeah, the, the Patriots just got railed on thirty-two sacks.
1: Dante, man, what are you doing? What's going on with this line?
0: That's so weird. So basically, they're not they're not allowing much pressure, but if they do allow it, Tom gets hit.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not like uh, he's a spring chicken anymore, you know.
0: I mean that that is true, but uh, there's so many facets to discussing this. It's tough, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you're right. Like that's what it is. Tom doesn't move well, so he's just gonna go down because he knows he can't run away, <laughs> which is like a Weird sentence, but <laughs> he knows he's gonna go down because he can't run away.
1: <laughs> oh, god, this is like the worst 50 Shades crop novel ever. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, but at the same time, it's still gonna show up as really poor production on the end of his O line because it's here we are talking about it. They have 32 sacks, that's a fuck ton. I don't know.
1: Who is it? Was Dante Scarneccia is the coach of the uh, offensive line in New England. Get it that together, is, dude. I was
0: gonna gonna say don't works. ask me. That is such a you question. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> it
1: is Dante Scarneccia.
0: <laughs> Dante Scarnecci.
1: His uh, if you Google him, uh, the images are kind of weird.
0: I'm not I think I want to Google him now that you said that.
1: <laughs> They're just like the first picture of him is him wearing like a self-cut um like whatever it's called when you cut the sleeves off your t shirt. Oh yeah, uh, no standing around it. these giant offensive linemen and he's like a wrinkly old man. It's just uh
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrinkly old man. I can't believe just total side note, but I can't believe those shirts are still popular, those self cut ones. That shit drives me fucking nuts. My See roommate Dan a lot.
1: wears them all the time. It's ridiculous.
0: It it just it never looks good.
1: Jesus, this guy's been coaching for thirty six years. Good on him.
0: Uh yeah, what do you, what's his name again? Scarnecchia. Scarnetchia. Scarnetchia? Mm
1: hmm.
0: That's too many letters. <laughs> should, he, he, Sorry. He get rid of a few of those. <laughs> I don't approve. Uh, all right, you do whatever. All right, do you want to talk about our uh, our predictions here? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me pull it up. Okay, okay. so the uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with teams who we predicted to negatively regress or teams we picked to positively regress?
1: Uh, I don't know either, so I'll go with whatever
0: then pick one bitch
1: all right uh the first one you said
0: negative regression okay i'm just trying to find team total offense on pro football reference which is weirdly challenging because they're pushing the advanced metrics so hard um team offense nfl oh this is great radio
1: we're not on the radio
0: i mean it's kind of the radio I feel like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> 100%. Oh, just show me the fucking offense. All right, there we go. Jesus fucking show
1: Christ. Show me the money. I hate that movie. All
0: right. Don't so for, for negative regression, uh, just real quick, Cuba Gooding Jr. now, um, I, I, I can't stop watching that video of him in the club shouting, someone sucked that baby's dick. Jesus
1: Christ. Have you seen it? no
0: dude he's standing in the club like microphone in his hand spotlight on him people like like going a lot and he just shouts somebody suck that baby's dick somebody suck that baby dick
1: all right i'm watching it now it's nuts hold on (laughs) (laughs) he's like all right guys listen up listen up listen Listen up, motherfuckers. Suck that baby's dick. Suck that baby's dick.
0: Oh, isn't it great?
1: <laughs> uh, Sure, if that's what you're into.
0: I'm dying to know what led him to say that sentence.
1: Oh, man. Who? Uh, Man, I always get Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, confused and, like, mixed up with the guy who came up with his own uh, math system. He played Rhodey in the first Iron Man.
0: Oh no, I have no idea. That doesn't. Uh, I'm sure you're already googling it, right? Yeah, I already am. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't matter, but you're you're. I knew you.
1: Terrence heard. Howard.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Cuba Gooding Jr. and Terrence Howard are forever like crisscrossed in my mind. Like I always get those two confused.
0: Yeah, we all have those guys. All right, so you picked the Ravens to uh, to negatively regress. Let's start and with they that. Did. did they?
1: I don't know for sure, but based off of watching them up until they played the fucking Pats.
0: So when we made uh, these these predictions, um, let's see where the Ravens were. I want to. F- where are you, Baltimore? Uh, God damn it, Baltimore! Where the f- Fuck! Are you, you little sons of bitches? Are you on the there? Are right, there? We go. There we go. There we go. Uh, they had a forty-five percent touchdown uh, passing touchdown percent to a twenty-six percent rushing touchdown percent. Uh, they had a bunch of other stats and shit. Um, they had uh two thousand two hundred and seven total yards. Uh, let's take a look at how they are doing now. Uh, three 3- hundred. 3,416 yards. Uh, they have 13 t- passing touchdowns at the time we did this. They had 12. They have only had one passing touchdown since we did this. Is that possible?
1: I need to look this up. So,
0: is that even possible? One passing touchdown in four I weeks?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe with a running back as their quarterback. But um, it's.
0: Yeah, because they had they had seven rushing touchdowns, and now they have 13. So they've scored seven touchdowns in the last four games, but one passing touchdown? I think the Jets have more than that.
1: ESPN, your stats are just the fucking worst. Yeah, um, they had a passing touchdown week five against Pittsburgh. These must not have been updated because he just had one again last night or this weekend against New England.
0: When was that? Wasn't that game Sunday night?
1: Yeah, the
0: these stats are definitely updated then.
1: So what weeks are these for? Is this just through week eight?
0: Um, yeah, I pulled these stats um after week five, so okay. they played three okay. more games after
1: week times. five. That makes sense then.
0: Yeah, so um, week six, seven, and eight, they've scored six rushing touchdowns and one passing touchdown.
1: Well, they did have a buy in there, so there's that.
0: Still, I don't know. Still, one passing touchdown is pretty pretty surprising here.
1: So, uh, week six against Cincinnati, uh, Lamar Jackson went twenty-one of thirty-three for two hundred and thirty-six yards, no touchdowns, but rushed for nine or rushed nineteen times for one hundred and fifty-two yards and a touchdown. So. That's not exactly a bad day for him. Uh, Then against Seattle, he went 9 of 20 for uh, 143 yards, uh, but rushed 14 times for 116 and a touchdown. And then New England, 17 for 23, uh, 163 yards, a touchdown, uh, 61 rushing yards with two touchdowns.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So he hasn't exactly been super great passing, but he hasn't necessarily been bad passing the ball. He just has also happened to be really good running the ball.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I I I I suppose so. Uh which week was um was their bye?
1: Last week, week 8.
0: Okay. Um Oh, this is interesting. I'm trying to decide as to whether I think uh, I I think that they negatively regressed. It's tough. Did they? Because I guess my question is, did they need to um, uh, pass the ball? I guess, which feels like a weird sentence. Week six. Week six. Lamar Jackson was the top rusher in the NFL. 19 attempts, 152 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it's hard to look at them and say, "Hey, there's clear regression here," because they basically just switched sides of, you know, where they were getting their yardage and points from. They went from well, passing so, the ball a fuck ton to rushing the ball a fuck ton.
0: They they did regress in terms of yards per game. I wanted to try to do it on the kind of on the fly, but it, I would take just a little bit more effort. Uh, in time to do that than um, I'm willing to do right now. But through the first five games of the season, they were averaging 441.4 yards per game. They are now averaging 427 yards per game uh, through eight games. So while that's still a high number and that's only um, 14 fewer yards per game, uh, that means that the last three games that they played um, games, six, seven, and eight uh, they performed uh, uh, fewer. They've gotten fewer, uh, few enough yards to drag down the first five games that far. Which leads me to believe they probably haven't gotten the world over in yards in those in those six weeks or no in those in those three weeks. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure pro football performance has a week by week breakdown. Um, yeah, so offense i want just total yards yeah so in weeks one through five 643 yards 440 452 395 277 so that 277 even dragged down their first uh their first few weeks and then the three weeks since then uh 497 340 372 so uh you know i have no strong opinions on this uh, you,
1: um, I'm pretty confident in saying that this is just kind of a, a push.
0: Uh, I just did the math cause I, I had the numbers in front of me, uh, 403 yards per game in the last three weeks as compared to 441 through the first, um, five games. And while well, so-
1: like technically that's regression, they're still getting over, you know, 400 yards per game um so if we have to i would say sure i get this on a technicality but in practical sense it's it's really not much regression if at all
0: yeah um i'm also going to go ahead and say that they probably if we go by a points per game uh situation here they're probably actually look better because of how many points they've they've achieved thus far in these in these last three weeks so mm-hmm. weeks one through five they scored 59 23 28 25 and 26 points um for a total of uh for a an average of 32.2 points per game and then in the last three weeks they scored 23 30 and 37 points uh no it's still pretty close that's it, actually is still less 30 points per game not a lot though I I guess technically they've regressed not a lot, but they have. I guess, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is not, we could not find other matter. points to argue, but yeah, I think in you know a practical sense, we can't really say that they've regressed uh, to the extent that we're looking for here.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's uh let's look at the Jaguars, the team that I picked to negatively regress. Uh, where are you, Jacksonville? You sons of bitches! All right, so when I picked them to negatively regress, uh, in after week five, God, how do I keep losing Jacksonville? You irrelevant ass city, (laughs) you nowhere backwards town. Uh, they were. Averaging three hundred ninety-two point six yards per game, they had fifty-four percent touchdown percent, a five percent rush t- rushing touchdown percent. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, and they had, did we say uh, this was
1: positive or negative regression?
0: This is negative. Okay, uh, and they had scored a total of one hundred and eleven points. Um, so since then. The Jaguars have played. Have they had their bye yet? Oh, they're about to have. No, they just had their bye.
1: No, week 10. No, they're about to have their bye. their bye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so since then, we'll start with yards, I suppose. Um, How many did I say they averaged? Forget already.
1: <laughs> I don't remember.
0: 392.6. Uh, since, th- since week five, so starting week six, they have had... 226 yards 460 389 and 356 um, and that's four games for these guys so they are now averaging 357.75 yards per game that has gone down by about 40 yards per game uh at the time of my estimation they had scored 226 uh, points tw- plus uh 12. 20 26 and 27 for that total of 111 points over five games that's 22.2 points per game since then they have scored six 27 29 and three uh for a grand total of 13 points per game or no I did that I, no, I gave them one too many games uh because mm-hmm. they I I did five again they didn't do five. They only played three, uh, four games. Damn it, Josh! <laughs> um, 16.25 points per game. So a huge drop-off in production uh, yeah. in terms of actual scoring and a decent drop-off in production in terms of yard, total offensive yards per game. I would say I, I hit the nail on the head on this one. If I can pat myself on the back for a second. Yes, you did. Uh,
1: pat yourself on the front if
0: you want. I'll I'll pat myself in the middle. Uh, where no one ever touches, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, um, I don't really see it. their expected points are also super low. I'm not sure what that means, but I, I'm seeing sharp negative numbers, which I, I would assume is uh bad as that tends to be. Um, what have you made of the Jaguars since we made this prediction?
1: Um, I mean, in the The two games that they kind of completely flopped against uh, was against the Saints and the Texans, both very, very good teams with good defenses. uh, And the two teams that they won against and did very well were the Bengals and the Jets. So honestly, I feel like this is just uh, an average team beating up on bad opponents and losing to good opponents. And that's just you know that's just the way it is
0: that's just the way it is it should never be the same uh real <laughs> quick um how many how many more rushing touchdowns do you think they've gotten since i made this prediction back when Ooh. i did they only had one
1: uh f- 3
0: zero Yikes. zero they still only have one rushing touchdown this entire fucking season
1: That's just so fucking bad, man. I
0: can't believe that. I can't believe it. They had one four weeks ago, and then four weeks, they still haven't gotten another rushing touchdown.
1: God, Leonard Fournette has 174 rushes for 831 yards, so a 4.8 average, averaging 92.3 yards per game, yet still only has one touchdown
0: as a fantasy owner i'm so conflicted because he always gets the yards. uh wow. yeah, they they had 10 passing touchdowns when i did this and they have 14. so like uh four touchdowns in four games offensively is um pretty fucking bad.
1: Yeah, they only but, scored offensive touchdowns in two of their last four games.
0: Yeah, but the fact that not even one of them like their touchdown percent um was 54% for passing and 5% for rushing and those figures get even crazier which i just find to be so hard to believe because i mean one rushing touchdown through nine weeks it's about to be 10 because they're going to have a bye through 10 weeks i mean <laughs> what the fuck jacksonville this
1: is this is like what happened with like Julio for the past like 3 years where he'll get you like 150 yards a game but they never look at him in the red zone and he just never gets those kind of end zone touches or targets.
0: But the thing is like, at least Julio is a whole ass man. You know, he's, he's one guy. This is a whole off. Like that's saying like, you know, Jacksonville wasn't even set up on like, you know, first and goal from the one and, uh, and, and Minshew kind of just like boot scooted his way into the end zone. Like nothing, nothing. All right. Who do you think has more rushing touchdowns, Um, Jacksonville or uh, Tom Brady?
1: Uh, I'm going to say it's a push because I feel like Tom Brady has like one rushing touchdown, one sneak somewhere.
0: I'm pulling up uh, the Patriots log right now. Looking for Tom. Terrific. Uh, Tom Brady. Show me. That's your passing stats. Show me your rushing stats, Tom. And 29 Show me what he you has, got. Ooh, you would be wrong. He has three.
1: He has three rushing touchdowns.
0: Tom Brady this season has three rushing touchdowns.
1: That's a hard yikes.
0: Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady has three, three rushing, three yards, <laughs> fourteen rushes for three yards and three touchdowns.
1: Hey man, he's not perfect.
0: All right, hold on. Just just real quick, because this is very confusing. Um Tom Brady has 14 rushes for three yards, three touchdowns, and four first downs. What? Yeah, I don't get how that makes any sense. What? Ooh, do you think do you think that um he's these are like you know third and inches? So they don't count as full yards.
1: That would make sense, but I can't believe there would be so many of
0: them. Yeah, but it just seems so fucking improbable. But yeah, 14 rushes, three yards, three touchdowns, four first downs is a bizarro stat line.
1: Uh, f- sure, dude, I guess that'll be my response.
0: I I want to know if this is going to be the first season in history where a player has more first downs than rushing yards. <laughs> no, like I'm not even joking. I want fun. I want this to happen. Like this is amazing. <laughs>
1: um
0: like this is th- this this might be like my new favorite abnormality.
1: <laughs> my favorite is uh there was a one game uh back in the early 2000s where Jerome Bettis had three touchdowns on 1 yard because he got three goal line carries from like the inches couple inches out.
0: Ah, doing doing us proud. That that, that man. Ah, uh, the bus. <laughs> bus. All right. Uh shall we go to our positive regression uh, predictions? Yes. And you guess who you picked?
1: I want to say I picked like the Bears or something.
0: You picked the Steelers.
1: Oh thank God cuz I um nah eh, that's actually not much better. No, it's not. <laughs> that's no, not no, better I, at all.
0: I Haven't actually looked. All right, so at the time of doing this, the Pittsburgh Steelers were averaging 280.6 yards per game. Oh, I uh, don't think
1: we're beating that.
0: They had seven rushing touchdowns, seven passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Uh it's a 42% passing touchdown percent and an 18% rushing touchdown percent. And, uh, since then they, uh, no Corwin, I think you might've picked I think you might've picked well here. Um, so I didn't, this, you want I mean, to know why I know that? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I'm already wrong. Um, uh, so since then, uh, since week five, starting week six, they've had 256 rushing yards, 390 or pa- total yards, 394 yards and 273 yards. Um. So they've only played. They've really only played three games since then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Week seven, Week seven bye. bye. Um. Jinx. Suck my dick from the back. Uh. All well and told for a three hundred. Uh. Seven point seven yards per game, which is twenty yards per game better than their. Uh. Then wow. their their one through five mark.
1: I'm gonna call bullshit on myself because. They had one game against the Dolphins where they nearly put up 400 yards and were trashed in the other two. Uh, So this is all just fake news. Uh, Steelers are still bad. They just got lucky enough to play the Dolphins right before we uh, pulled these stats.
0: Well, hey, you know, like everyone's got to play a Dolphins every now and then.
1: It's true. Unfortunately, we don't get them twice a year.
0: Uh, Well, unfortunately for the Jets, it looks like we do. Since we can't even oh, beat him the a, first time,
1: that's a sad laugh.
0: Uh, in the first five weeks of the season, the Steelers scored three points, then 26, 20, 27, and 23 uh, for an average points per game of 19.8, which is not super. And they've are, I can tell you right now, they, they're doing better than that, uh, as they've scored since then 24, 27, and 26 points which is good for a 25.7% or 20 25.7 points per game. So I would say offensively, they have progressed. They have, they have positive regression.
1: They do. That's what they always say about the Steelers though. Always mediocre.
0: Who says that they're always
1: winning? Absolutely. No. Yeah.
0: Um, I always want to say they score three rushing touchdowns, uh, and uh, but when we were to this, how many, how many have they got now? Curious. Uh, uh, rushing touchdowns. Let's see. Why can't I find just their generic ass team stats? Oh, uh, there we go. Five. So they they've they've got a few more there passing touchdowns. Now uh, they have eleven than they had before. Seven. Oh yeah, they're doing fine. I I, I would say you picked well. I would say you picked that you picked a good team for this. Thanks, Big J. Any finer points on the uh, the Steelers before we move on to my team?
1: Um, I still don't think... Well, I don't know. I'm still uncertain on whether or not Mason Rudolph is much of anything, but I don't think we're going anywhere this season, that's for sure.
0: Well, that's why you and I picked the same strategy. We picked teams who appear to have bottomed out. Um, assuming that they could not move any further down. So the only place for them to move was up. Um, which is brings me to my pick of the jets. And Woo-hoo. I am not confident <laughs> that they got better. I am just not, um, they it, through the first five weeks of the season, which for them includes their bye weeks So they only played four games in the first five weeks. Um, they were averaging 179.5 yards per game. Um, they had one single passing touchdown. They had one single rushing touchdown. Um, each of those accounting for respectively 15% of their total scorings. Actually, it can't possibly have gotten worse than that. I mean, it really can't have, um, let's take a peek, shall we? So in the most recent games since then, starting in week six, Moving on, uh, they have had 382 yards, 73. Ooh, God, forgot about that game. I was at that game. Ugh. 167 yards and 238 yards, uh, which is 860 yards from weeks six through uh, those nine. Those are
1: just passing yards.
0: Oh, what did I really just pull? Passing yards? Oh, wow, well, yeah. I really did. I had my cursor on uh, total and just didn't read it. All right, 382, 154. 213 and 321 much friendlier looking number for 1070 yards uh divide that by we had four games yeah four mm-hmm. games since then 267.5 which is by far got to be the biggest increase as that's 90 more yards per game than i before don't know period. how you
1: could beat that over like a four week to four week stretch
0: I don't think you I could see how you could beat it as a raw number and especially as a percent.
1: No, for sure.
0: Cuz as a percent that's a 30% increase just about. Like that's huge.
1: Imagine like the Chiefs last year getting a 30% increase on their yardage.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for most teams and this is a huge <laughs> dig at the Jets, but it's my team. For most teams, a 30% increase in their production will put them probably in a playoff um, possible contention outside of maybe like you know, ah, the skins are so bad, and the Bengals are so bad. But you take any, you take any middling team, you take the Patriots or I mean uh, the Steelers. Uh, yeah, middling yeah, Patriots. The Patriots is awful. awful Patriots. You take the Steelers and you give them a thirty percent bump in their yards per game, they're they're probably going to be doing a lot better. Uh, uh anyway. Uh, Through the first five weeks, which is, again, only four games for the Jets, their average points per game was 9.75. Oof. Uh, Since then, they've scored 24 points, 0, 15, and 18. So not great, but 14.25 is still five whole-ass, not whole, but five-ish yards more per game, um, which is an increase. It's also just about a 50% increase, so a pretty sizable one as a percent, even though it's not a sizable one by uh, an actual number, regular-ass numbers. But uh, even though the Jets still really suck, I'd have to say that my pick of them underperforming was uh, overwhelmingly true. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a moral victory, but but. But hey, they they did it.
1: Yeah, so the Jets and Steelers don't suck as much as uh, we truly think they do, but um, the Bears still do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Got that r- jab
1: r- back in. Yeah, Sorry, fuck, bears. <laughs>
0: fuck, fuck them Bears. Uh, I would say outside of the Ravens pick, which even then you could make an argument you were right, not by a a whole lot but you did appear to still be right i'd say we did pretty well with this
1: oh yeah i mean granted it's i don't think we took audacious wildly crazy yeah we didn't wow what a good vocab word um i'm literally just tried to use it in a sentence myself and forgot what it was uh, so <laughs> fuck me up. um but yeah it's it's not like we took uh crazy picks Still good picks, nonetheless.
0: Uh, I kind of want to pick new teams now.
1: I'm sure. All right. Um, where do I go to see total offense? 2019 team stance, team stats. Goddamn. Uh
0: go to oh, yeah, go to stupid. NFL standings and team stats, and just scroll past the standings. And it'll it'll be down there.
1: Total yards. Wow, Texans, Seahawks, Chiefs, Cowboys. Um, hmm, who is gonna regress? As for positive regression, um
0: man, Yeah, you pick your say. positive, I'll pick my positive. Or do you want me to go first cuz I do have a team? Uh sure, go ahead. I'm going to take the Falcons. Two. to positively regress. Okay. That's a
1: good pick. I like that.
0: Yeah, I was actually just combing through their passing stats um, when I was trying to come up for an idea for this episode. Their passing stats are actually pretty good. Um, as you can see just by, uh, this isn't the like world's greatest indicator, but their, their passing touchdown total is, is really high. 17 passing touchdowns is a lot. Their rushing mm-hmm. game has been pretty disappointing. Uh, but I think overall, combined with the fact that somehow we showed their O-line to be not awful and the fact that they can't keep being this bad, um, I would certainly say that they've been underperforming. So I will take them, i uh, write that down because Lord knows we need to write everything down here. Yeah, um, we do. I will take for my positive regression round two as the Falcons.
1: Okay. I thought you were taking a second pick and I was like, Josh, that's the same as your first pick. Good one. Um, I could cheat and take the Saints because obviously they are going to positively regress now that Drew Brees is coming back. Uh, but I won't do that. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns here. I think that they're getting Kareem Hunt back. That obviously can't hurt. Um, I think just the more they try and fix what's going on with that offense, the closer they're going to get to actually making something work in the slightest um, hopefully Freddie kitchens can get the wide receivers involved. Uh, Cause that's just such a huge strength for that team. Uh, so I'll go with the Browns.
0: Okay. All right. Let's look for, uh, let's look for some negative regression.
1: Here. Um, man, I really want to pick the Falcons just so that we have something to like battle against, but I'm not going to do that. Cause I, I kind of agree with you um man
0: yeah i know right um i will take the bills okay i don't feel super confident about it but um i'm looking at just a couple baseline stats because last time we did this we, we 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 uh had pulled up what we thought could be more predictive stats which obviously we're not doing Right now, because we're doing this one more on the fly, so I'm taking more on the fly a look at it. Uh, out of the few um, ten top ten fewest passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. they are in that list. They only have 11 on the season, and they're the only team I think with a winning record here. As the other teams here are the Jets, the Browns, the Broncos, the Bears, the Panthers, the Cardinals, Bengals, Finns, and Skins. So. Uh, I think that's going to come into play, and they also have a pretty decent amount of uh, interceptions—not like crazy high, but kind of up there. Their run game has obviously been good. Um, I don't, again, I don't feel super great about this. Their expected points—they uh, seem to be outperforming. So, I, I'm going to tentatively take the Bills. Negative regression.
1: All right, I'm with you. Um, for mine, I could take another easy one and say the Broncos. Now that Flacco's out, they're kind of just going to be a, a whole mess. But again, I won't do that. Uh, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. Now that uh, on Johnson's out, I don't think they're going to have really any luck rushing the ball like they did before they brought in Karrion Um They don't have the easiest schedule. They don't have the hardest schedule down the road, Um, but I just don't think they're going to be as dynamic. And in turn, I think that's going to make Matt Stafford suffer a little bit in his stats. So I want to take the Lions.
0: Really, really good pick. Thanks, man. All right. Um, Do you want to do another four weeks out or do you want to extend this uh, out farther?
1: Um, Let's do four weeks. Why not? Keep right, it cool. uh, keep it symmetrical.
0: Cool. Then we'll uh, we'll have one more um, uh, when we do that one to close up the season. So we'll have two more rounds of predictions. Although that second Perfect. round might be a little bit tougher since we'll probably have a uh, benched players on winning teams. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna think ahead. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, we did. We we talked about the Jaguars earlier, but we didn't touch on the fact that Gardner Minshew is going to be benched for mm. Nick Foles. Do you have any? Uh, you have any opinions on this?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, man, I have mixed feelings. Uh, part of me wants to see them stick with Gardner Minshew to really close out the year and see what they can uh, develop him into uh, to see if he can grow a little bit more. Um, but on the other hand, you know, he hasn't been playing wonderfully. Nick Foles is coming back healthy. Um, You also really haven't seen much of what he can do in that offense. So I think uh, this is them trying to see both sides of the coin before they make a decision next year about what they want to do at quarterback. Um, I don't think they're necessarily thinking they can go anywhere in that division, which they can't. Um, So I think this is them just trying to give both horses uh, some play.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they're just trying to evaluate Because they do have a losing record right now at four and five. But the they're also second place in their division. Um they're tied with Tennessee, but they um have a better conference win percent, so that's how they're ahead of them. Uh, and but the uh the Colts uh no oh, sorry, the third place in the division. My bad. Third place in the division. The Colts are there at five and three and the uh Texans are there at six and three. So no one's run away with the division. Texans are probably going to keep pulling ahead because the Texans are very good. Um, but there is room for them to catch up. They're currently three teams they have to leapfrog two more teams to to be in a in a wild card spot. They have to pass the Raiders and the Steelers and then beat out the Colts. But the Raiders are four and four. The Steelers are four and four. Like the AFC wild card um, is pretty fucking open right now. At least the yeah, wild card two spot. So they definitely want to be as competitive as possible. But if they were like the Broncos and like life didn't matter anymore, um they'd probably just <laughs> they'd probably just play Minshew throughout the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, uh, I honestly think we're gonna see Minshew again before uh the season's over. Um we'll just have to see how Foles does in the meantime.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, it'll be interesting. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I'm not sure. Were there any other like actual football headlines recently?
1: Um, I'm
0: gonna say no because of that fucking cat being everywhere from the fucking <laughs> Giants Cowboys game. If there, if we're really spending that much fucking time talking about a goddamn cat on a football field, nothing happened this week.
1: Yeah, there hasn't been much. I mean, there's been the talks of. Uh, moving the chargers to london
0: which quickly got squashed
1: right like we could talk about it but at the same time it's just such a non-story well it's also
0: a non-story because it's a fucking awful idea it's so stupid they're never gonna do it
1: it's just one of those ideas where like
0: based in london
1: i do not ever even want to see them attempt to make this happen
0: no, think about the crazy ass logistics of doing it for a whole se- like one team all season. Ugh, like it's just your it would shortest the commute, team
1: over so bad.
0: Your shortest commute for an away game would still be you changing time zones significantly, not one hour. Like when you go from um, New York to um, what's a uh, Minnesota, but it'd be four whole ass hours just to get from uh, of of time change just to go from London to New York, Lord forbid you have to play the West Coast teams. Then you're looking at, at seven hours. I mean, it's ridiculous. They'd never do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just been so many players and uh, former players that have come out. Like, I know Pat McAfee talks about it uh, in depth, where teams, just certain teams, just can't get it together when they go through London, uh, go to London and play these games. Like, it's just... Maybe it's just them not preparing well. Maybe it's some other factors and things we can't see. But there's just so much that would affect a team playing on a regular basis, both teams who always have to go there to play and them having to come over here all the time. There's just so much that could fuck with the team that I just don't get why they think that would be a, a positive addition to the competitiveness of the NFL
0: i forget it was it was the the chargers they were talking about moving right yes aren't they like getting a new stadium uh i thought so yeah that's so the other thing that's confusing about the team that that these rumors chose to circulate about because the chargers who just moved to la
1: mm-hmm.
0: um just and are gonna back to san diego you what know, so i'm saying like, like if they were if the chargers were legit going to move a year and a half, I guess two years at the time this would take place in theory. You really think it'd be to fucking London? London. Yeah. This team. Like, no, stupid. Like, why would they... Does it doesn't does make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Move the Bucks. <laughs> Tampa doesn't deserve sports teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, they could move the Patriots too. They're the closest. I also wouldn't mind. I would, yeah. <laughs> that actually would be a super uh, great addition to the competitiveness, competitiveness of the NFL if they move the Patriots over to the. Uh,
0: they should. They should move the Patriots to uh, to Montreal to make Bruins fans super conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am all aboard. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Oh. Cause hey, it either works out great or uh sorry, it either works out poorly and you just move the Patriots back, or you uh you finally stop uh Bruins and Canadians games from getting so goddamn chippy. You might just create world peace.
1: <laughs> that would be fucking something to say.
0: Uh, yes, sir, it would be. Uh uh, <laughs> right, you ready to get out of here? Uh
1: I guess there's one more thing, Cam oh, yeah, with- Sure.
0: I are Oh, yeah, I saw this.
1: It's just more disappointing than anything. Um, He's such a great football player, and he plays such a different kind of football than anyone else in the NFL ever has. Um, Hopefully his foot can get back together uh, and be put in healthy shape for next season Um, because the NFL is a worse place without him. Plus, with what uh, Christian McCaffrey has turned into, Seeing both of those guys at full health running the ball, oh, huh,
0: huh. Well, isn't this the last year of his contract? Yes. Yeah. So that reminds you remind me also of a, of one of the stupidest takes I saw on Twitter today. Of um, someone tweeted out, "If this is Cam Newton's last season with the Panthers, it might as well be his last season in the NFL because who would need him?" Actually that, he
1: does he does have one more year. He is under contract for 2020.
0: Oh, that makes the tweet I saw even fucking stupider. Huh. Because I could rattle off a few teams who probably be willing to have a Cam Newton.
1: Is there like a hidden player option here that I'm not seeing? What? Like on this contract, I don't know why everyone like cuz I saw plenty of those tweets as well talking about Cam Newton leaving and going like I saw uh, rumors about the Bears wanting to go grab him and stuff like that.
0: The Bears but- could benefit from him. The Bucks could benefit from him, depending on how, um, uh, what you want to do with um, what's his fucking name in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz. Mm. Uh, granted, I think he's been fine this season. I haven't really checked. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. The Eagles could take him, um, depending on what the what the Dolphins want to do. Uh, after this season, if they end up drafting a new quarterback, they could bring in Cam Newton, uh, for like a short term contract to help him, uh, brace the rookie, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, bring him up, um, depending on what the Browns want to do, they could sign him as well. Depending on what the Bengals want to do, they could sign Cam Newton. Um, like there's a, depending on what the Titans want to do, because they probably won't finish with a high enough draft spot to draft a, a real, you know, a top three quarterback, they might want cam newton like he's not you're right he's not gonna leave football because he's so fucking good and everyone's uh, like the people i've been seeing saying he might god you people are the reason twitter fucking sucks
1: oh yeah
0: we're still talking about about um colin kaepernick as as a qb talent politics aside being able to play in the NFL, and that motherfucker got kicked out of the league three years ago? And Cam Newton's way better than him.
1: Yeah, that's not a debate.
0: So, yeah, no shot we're seeing the last of Cam Newton.
1: Unless the injury is that much worse than we thought. That's the only way we don't see Cam Newton again.
0: Which would be so fucking sad.
1: Or he announces he's going to run for presidency in 2020 and he's joining some fucking ticket on some party. Yo,
0: could you imagine the outfits?
1: Oh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh.
0: Could you imagine the Cam Newton campaign trail outfits? <laughs> I don't oh know if God. Cam Newton
1: is a Republican or not, but just thinking of him trying to stylishly match a MAGA hat with um, the rest of the outfits he tries to put together is kind of hilarious all politics aside that hat choice with what he tries to do everywhere else would be fucking funny
0: god i kind of want to see it now it'd be amazing
1: <laughs> yeah call up cam newton and see if he's uh willing to do that for whatever reason
0: all right you ready to get out of here now
1: let's do it
0: all right If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at juicingpod. If you want to hit us up via Gmail, you can do so at juicethenumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to find show notes for this episode and all previous episodes, you can do so at juicethenumbers.website.com slash website and juicethenumbers.com. And until Monday, y'all have a good one.